On the show today, we're gonna have Connie Chambers. Connie and I actually sat down previously to talk about her own personal journey and how she got to where she is now. So if you to hear a little bit more about this story, please go listen to that episode. Uh, but how are you doing today, Connie? I'm great, thank you. How about yourself, Cole? I'm doing great. It's Good. enjoying a nice summer, spring day here I in Alabama, know. some warmer temperatures now. Perfect, yeah, before the storm tomorrow. Amen. Yeah. So we're going to be talking today more sure. about your role and how you help students with the recruitment cycle overall. Uh, obviously, you work in the Manderson office right now. Correct. But you still do help out undergraduate students. So we're we'll covering yes. sort of both fields and how they work out with each other. Actions exactly the same, right? So as a student, when you walk on campus here at Alabama, I talked about this in a previous episode. Mm -hmm. Your first stop should always be academic advising, making sure your degree's all set, your classes are all set. Right. Second should be the career center. We're talking about the Career Center, one of the things I like to emphasize mm -hmm. is mentorship. How to find someone. How right. to find someone you admire. Maybe someone you might want to emulate right. your career after. Right. How do you recommend people getting connected with someone of that like mind, of that similar interest? Exactly. And, and you hit dead home right when you said connect with the Career Center. I think always connecting with the Career Center and just asking their advice on how do you find that mentor. And to your point, a mentor can be a classmate, can be a peer, can be certainly your faculty, and then, of course, alumni and corporate partners. So I think it's really a good idea for students to begin practicing a mentee relationship. And I think practicing that early on, it can be with a peer or it can be with someone in a leadership role with one of the um, organizations, the many, many organizations we have on campus, or with someone in the Career Center. So you begin, you begin to understand the give and take. And the mentoring relationship has to be a give and take. It can't be me as a student, let me just pretend I'm a student, asking and asking is going to be some giving. Um, and that's a mutually beneficial relationship. And, and we in the Career Center always are looking to hear from students what's important to you, because that helps us understand how we approach our corporate partners and how we approach looking at professions, industries, because we're hearing from students. So we we want to get something back, but we also want to give something. So practicing that mentee-mentoring relationship is important. Now, the Career Center does a great job of hosting a lot of events, mm -hmm. and that's going to be in-house as well as partnering with uh, Business Lead that we have here in the business school sure. itself mm -hmm. and professional developing students, making sure that you have the assets and the tools necessary in order to succeed. Mm -hmm. With these events, obviously they're open to almost all students when you're looking at them. They might be major specific overall, but mm -hmm. I always recommend students to get involved in them. Just go to them, especially career fairs, talk to people. Do you recommend that same advice when you're looking sort of how to get involved and maybe find a company that fits you? Right. Is definitely attending those sessions uh, virtually or on campus because you're meeting someone and you're learning something and then follow up by connecting with them on LinkedIn. I cannot tell students how important it is to reach out and connect with someone. And LinkedIn is really the best way. Handshake is a great tool for applying for positions. But as far as really circling back to acknowledge a guest that's been on campus to be a presenter, 
LinkedIn is going to be your professional way. And you can just search that contact and very easily just say, thank you for your time on campus. I learned one specific thing from what you said. So when I said that, but just, you know, when you're connecting on LinkedIn, say something that makes the attendee that was here on campus recognize that you really listened. Be an active listener when you attend sessions. Don't just check the box. Be listening for something that a corporate partner or alum says that really resonates with you. And when you're connecting with them on LinkedIn, mention that. Mention that. I want to take that advice that you gave. It really was something I had never thought about before. But acknowledge that because that really, for a speaker that spends the time on campus, they want to know that students are really actively engaged in listening. When you break down undergraduate careers uh, overall, Mm -hmm. obviously a lot of emphasis is put on work experience nowadays Mm -hmm. if you're getting internships, stuff like that. But with the Colorado College of Business splitting up their degree, at least undergraduate-wise, into lower division, upper division, one of the things that at least I found my personal experience showing is that I didn't have any specialties or actually skill sets after my freshman year. I couldn't really say I want to intern in this specific area. So I actually recommend people shadowing. Is that something you see as common or as valuable to try to help you guide your maybe selection of a major? Right. I definitely do. Shadowing is wonderful and that some of our companies will allow you to shadow. If not, an informational interview could be something that you could set up with someone in the Career Center helping you find the right contact person and just saying, I want to set up an informational interview and just really understand what you do and what your company, uh, I've seen several different roles. Maybe a student has seen different roles. I'm not quite understanding what the difference in this department and that department. Could you help me just understand that? So informational interviews are really a great thing to do, but students also need to practice what they do in those informational interviews because actually the student is leading the interview. So even providing in advance the questions that you would want to ask because the person that you've connected with might say, well, actually, I'm not the best person to talk to about what you're wanting to learn more about. So really being very intentional in how you are addressing that informational interview is important. Let's take myself as a prospective student looking for an internship. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Career Center does not require internships. The business school does not require internships unless you're a professional accounting concentration. So we'll sort of put them to the side Mm -hmm. when talking about this process. Let's say we're a junior right now. Mm -hmm. It's going to be August or junior year. I know internships are coming up this summer. How do you how do you teach me, coach me to go through this process and what does it look like for someone like myself? Right, exactly. Starting early is really important. And it's some of the most uh, competitive internships open up probably in June or July before your junior year, looking to be that summer between your junior and senior year. 
So very, very highly competitive internships are opening up. So you want to be very mindful of seeing those. And when I say competitive, I'm probably talking more about um, some of the uh, consulting companies. Not every consulting company does have an internship program because it's a little difficult to be an in, uh, be a consultant as an intern. But very highly competitive internships are going to be in the, the fall of your junior year. So looking at those very competitive, go ahead and aim high. Go to those very, very uh, competitive so that you're starting to see the process of how they work. Typically, though, I will say that most internships are posted in the spring of your junior year. Because that's as companies are fulfilling their full-time roles. They're going, okay, we've fulfilled our full-time roles. Now we need to look for our interns because it's a pipeline. Typically, companies use their interns for a pipeline. So again, look for those companies that you want to work for, that you really would want to be able to intern. Test drive that internship so you see if it's a mutual fit for you. The company also sees if it's a mutual fit for them. So think about that pipeline. Where's your end goal? Is it that you just want to get experience and you want to learn about the, the industry or the role? Or do you really want to be with the company? And if you want to be with that company, look at all the different internships. If um, your major is finance, you could still look at an internship in marketing because you have had some of the courses that would allow you to be able to have a marketing internship. When we're breaking down the internship process, so we've already, obviously, let's say applied. Mm -hmm. uh, majority of internships are then going to have either a multi-step process or maybe at least an interview. Most basic level an interview, majority of them now are online. Yes. Interviews are scary. Mm -hmm. For majority of people, even myself, yeah. I still get nervous after my 10th interview uh, in my life. How do you recommend students getting prepared and what resources does the Career Center offer students when they're trying to get ready for that process? Right. Mock interviews. Do as many mock interviews as possible because we actually have companies that come on campus and say, we'll, we only want to set up a day of mock interviews. We want students to be their best. Typically, the time of year is right prior to a career fair that we do have a number of companies that come in and again, they want students to be at their best. So they'll bring in four or five company representatives and do nothing but host mock interviews. So companies can do it or our career advisors would love to do a mock interview. So the student goes through the whole process, they interview very well, they eventually get an offer. Let's right. say we have a competitive student and they get two or three offers mm -hmm. here and there. They're breaking it down. There's gonna be some that are maybe in their home state, hometown, maybe they have to move to a different city to do the internship over the summer. Right. What do you advise students to look at as factors that contribute to where they should actually decide to go for an internship during that summer year? Right, and that is very individual because um, it may be that their financial restraints for moving out of the state or really picking up and moving to New York or moving to Texas or California. So sometimes there are limits to what a student is able to do as far as geographically. So uh, 
those are some things that you have to take into account. So it may be that if a student needs to stay close to, uh, let's say they have an apartment in Tuscaloosa, they need to be looking at perhaps Birmingham, look at Tuscaloosa, Montgomery, looking at maybe what's close enough and drivable. So that may be a constraint or maybe look for an internship that is remote because now we are seeing some internships totally remote, some hybrid. I suggest being in the office if at all possible because you're getting the whole company experience. So let's say a student doesn't have any kind of constraint. They can move anywhere. So if they've got three offers like you, you were um, mentioning. I think it's important to look at what are your end goals? Is it that one of the three is the company that you want to work for full time? So naturally, that's a pipeline you do want to be. That would raise that company to your number one choice. But let's say all three are just very interesting to you. I would say look for the stretch. Look for what would grow you beyond your academic experience thus far. What would make you dimensional? because that's what a company is looking for, someone that is very multi-dimensional. Um, they are very involved in uh, campus activities. They've held leadership roles. They've been volunteers. They, um, they have a great academic record. You know, there are different things that, that a company is looking for. So at the end of the day, when a company has 10 skill sets they're looking for, most students aren't going to have all 10. And they probably aren't looking at for all 10, but they're looking at, well, maybe this student doesn't have a real high academic. Maybe their GPA is not a 4.0, but I see five different leadership roles and I see other campus involvement. I see that they work. They have a GA or they have a campus um, student position. So it's looking to make yourself very dimensional, multi dimensional and that you have a lot of different areas of interest. After an internship, mm -hmm. obviously you go well, usually they're about 10 weeks long. They're mm -hmm. going to be sure. usually after the first week of June going into maybe the second week of August or so, a student gets a offer back for it, obviously. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they want you to give a pretty, pretty quick response so they know how many offers are given out, how many people are actually going to be coming on for the next year. Mm -hmm. Student goes through the pretty much the same process for actual a job. Usually we have like 80, 85% like the offer rate uh, right. if you do an internship. Right. Student approaches the same thing, obviously for a job. But a job, mm -hmm. full-time job, has a lot more consideration with it. Do you want to live right. in that city for an extended amount of time? Do you actually want to be in that part? Do you want to work for that company long-term? Mm -hmm. One of my biggest things, and this is sort of like the nerdy side of me mm -hmm. coming out, is like, I have to look at organizational charts. How does the company lay themselves out? Are they horizontally laid out? Is it going to be very... Uh, interoperable? Are there going to be multiple departments working with each other? Are going to be siloed off? Mm -hmm. Do you recommend students learning a little more about companies before they actually make a long-term decision on a full-time job offer? Just to ask a little clarification, are we thinking that post the internship that they got the full-time offer from that particular internship? They, okay. Yep. So they have the full-time offer okay. and they're also considering a couple other offers, okay. let's say. Great question. I think before the internship ends, that a candidate really should take a I think before the internship ends, students should take advantage of 
meeting other people in different departments within the company, having several different evaluations, not only their manager, perhaps, but maybe some of just the peers they worked with, you know, getting some advice about how did you think I did during my internship um, and having some good relationships there and discussing and really asking some of the questions that you may have if you were to get a full-time offer. So having those answers to your questions, to the students' questions before the offer is given uh, has you better prepared to either accept or decline. And maybe it's not declining the offer. Maybe it's, I enjoyed my experience. I have a few, you know, if you will receive an offer from your internship and you've done some of your uh, background work to see if that's really the company you want to work with, maybe there are a couple of things you're unsure of. You're unsure of your location. Is the location of where you were for your summer internship where you'd want to be? Or does the company have multiple locations? So what is it that you would want to maybe more or less negotiate? So maybe as you're completing your internship and you're very hopeful that you're going to get a full-time offer and that you would consider it, think of the things that you would want to negotiate. Would it be negotiating um, a little more time? Because to your point, sometimes If you've interned, they're going to say, Cole, we need your answer in two weeks because you've worked with us. You know us. So we don't expect that you're going to have a lot of questions. So you need to have some of your negotiation tools kind of figured out so you're not trying to figure those out in two weeks. And one of those tools or one of those may be, can I have four weeks? I wouldn't extend it much more then two weeks past what you're given because it often looks like you're shopping your offer with other companies or you're not allowing the company that you worked for the respect that they might have a number two candidate that they could offer the full-time job. So always be think, thinking about the longer you waiting and accepting a job, is keeping the company from getting the high caliber of student that they would have had like yourself. Now, this might be a little hypothetical. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the past two years, you've seen a big drive to hybridization Mm -hmm. of work as well. You also did mention internships, but you also mentioned relationships and how relationships are integral towards someone's success Mm -hmm. and pushing someone maybe gets to know managers, maybe gets to know someone who might be able to support their career advance in a company. Right. Do you recommend students prioritize in-office work, especially your first couple of years at a company to try to get to know the culture a little bit more before you maybe take a hybridized role? Absolutely. There can, there's no substitution for working with your colleagues, your peers, and, and just getting the full experience of, of work, of corporate post-graduation work. I know that's hard because I think we will be seeing students that are very comfortable with a hybrid approach to academics because our students had to navigate themselves through that uh, and have seen how relationships have gone to the hybrid of virtual and full-time. So it's going to be hard, I believe, for the next two years for students not to want to have a hybrid 
approach to their corporate experience in their first full-time job. But if all possible, I would suggest students, even if given the option of only coming into work three days a week, if they can go in five days a week, if there are not any limitations to um, the company policy as far as how many uh, employees can be in the building at one time, I would urge graduates to take advantage of going in the office as much as possible. Because I think that really speaks highly of the individual wanting to learn more. So a student has gone off. They're now alumni of Alabama. They've got the job. They're now working. And the last thing I want to wrap this up with is involvement in the school and giving back. One of the biggest things that Alabama offers is an alumni network. Mm -hmm. Really something to tap into. But also part of that, we do see a lot of people wanting to give back, to come back to campus, maybe talk, maybe give their advice when they're a couple of years in their career. Mm -hmm. How are students best to do that when they graduate Alabama, stay connected with someone like yourself and develop those relationships? Wonderful. That, that is um, my passion is, is allowing our recent grads the opportunity to come back. Uh, because I think sometimes we think, oh, we want our senior leaders, which we do. We do want those senior executives, those um, individuals that have really uh, worked their way up the ladder and, and really have great advice and can share so many experiences. But I also think our recent grads really is fresh. It's very fresh. And it can be, you know, that the really failure stories are sometimes what our students, not failure but really the stories about the struggles that someone um, overcame and really working through those struggles to know, all right, Cole, you struggled you because of the pandemic and therefore you didn't find, I'm using you as an example, um, but you had, there were, you know, different Students love to hear from another student, a peer, the struggles that they overcame, be it that there was a pandemic and that companies were pivoting at the last minute and, and trying to provide um, an internship or full-time experience that was like it was in 2020, which it is not going, it has not been like. So... Having students come back early in their career that really can provide that experience and that, oh, man, I was where you were just two years ago and I got five rejections and it just, it was a bummer. But then I realized, did I really want those jobs? Were they really what I wanted? And then I interviewed for two jobs and they were both the ones I wanted. They fit. And I had, because of the five rejections, I knew really what I was looking for because it's mutual. It's got to be mutually for the company and for myself. I think that's all great advice. And I think obviously a student going into this is going to be a little wide-eyed, trying to take in as much information as possible. And I think the career center does a great job of trying to break down the process, make someone feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Nice, easy, gradual steps overall and going into this whole process 
in the recruitment, you know, going to an internship or a job. Uh, I just want to say thank you, obviously, for the yeah. time today. There's a lot of great advice that you gave during this. If anyone wants to reach out, maybe mm -hmm. talk to you for more personalized advice, how sure. can they best do that? Sure. Wonderful. And uh, thank you for the the opportunity to represent the Career Center. And as we've talked, I, I do represent Manderson. And the great thing is I live with the Career Center. So seeing all the academic advice, I live within the Career Center here at Culver House. So I see the career advisors and the passion they have for students. So definitely reach out to me, Connie Chambers, C Chamber at CBA. .ua.edu. That's Connie Chambers, Executive Recruiter at Manderson. And thanks so much for listening to the show today. If you're not a subscriber, do subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at callbrows.ua.edu to learn more about the Callbrows College business and what it has to offer. And as always, roll tide.